what it do out there, folks? What it do? Uh, this is Jason Jones. And this is Kenny Careway. I'm calling a Sean Poe. I'm recording this this uh, this this episode remotely. You know, I'm saying doing the show. Remember, Sean did the whole album from prison. Yeah. I'm not in prison, but you know, I'm calling a shine here <laughs> remotely. I'm on assignment. Yeah, and which you might be pissed off right now too is about the Sacramento Kings, 0-3 in the bubble. Uh, much better effort to start this game, but in the end, you, you can't put a team on the free throw line 50 times. You can't go out there and act like you've got all-stars who can go one-on-one with the game on the line. You can't give up 17 offensive rebounds. You can't keep fouling three-point shooters. Yeah, a, a lot of things you can't do, and, and the Kings did a lot of those things, end up losing to the Dallas Mavericks 114-110, which makes this game probably the more frustrating. Was The Kings led this game 87-77 about 10 minutes to go. And then everything just went down the damn toilet on them. And it's like Furious Styles would have told Trey back in the day, oh, you're going to learn. You're going to learn, you know. <laughs> you know, you playing around and, you know, the the way she put it with Trey was, you know, you wearing a rubber ain't going to keep your dick from falling off. The, the, it's j- just because you started the, fir- the first quarter well ain't going to keep you from losing the game if you want to just dick around in the fourth quarter. And that's what the Kings did today. I mean, you know, when – I, I'm I'm not gonna feed the trolls. I'm not gonna play the blame game. Well, they should fire this person because damn, we can't fire Vladi after every damn loss, people. But there's clearly just some flaws. I think this team's had. They've had them for two years. Some of the same things you saw today were some of the same things that Dave Yeager complained about. I think, I think in a lot of ways, people are still mesmerized by the first 55 games of last season and not the overwhelming bulk of evidence that this roster as a whole has one guy who can get his own shot, and that's De'Aaron Fox, and a bunch of guys mm-hmm. who think they can get their own shot. And yeah. and I and I borrowed this term from Shaq and Kobe from back in the day. They used to call bad, fast breaks, tragic Bronson. We state the Kings that have tragic, they have tragic Bronson offensive sets. Buddy Heald had a tragic offense, tragic Bronson defensive situation and offensive situation in overtime just kind of summed up his three games in the bubble I mean man my man hits a three good buddy comes down fouls Tim Hardaway Jr. on a three and that was the the third time the Kings had done that in the game and then buddy then decides to come back and go iso buddy or as I call it bubble buddy because bubble buddy has not been good buddy dribbles the ball throws it out of bounds they come down get a bucket they don't score. They, they they never get the lead again. So yeah, I don't know what to say about them. Tragic Bronson alert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what it was. Jason, you hit it right on the head, man. And I don't, you know, I don't feel like I've been delusional or been a homer or anything like that. But uh, watching this game and really, really in those last two minutes of regulation. It hit me like a ton of bricks, ton of bricks, man. Number one, this team just ain't they're not they're not there yet. They're not there yet. They're not on this playoff level yet. This is a playoff um bubble. You know what I'm saying? And these these are all good teams. We talked about it before. And they can hang with these teams. I mean, I know Sunday is what it is. You know, you're gonna get smoked if you're not ready. 
But I mean, they can hang with the teams like the Spurs and the Mavericks and stuff like that. But the other part of it was they're not, they don't have, they don't have enough players. And in that last two minutes, I know a lot of people were upset talking about, oh, what kind of offense is Luke running and all this other stuff. First of all, um, Luke Walton isn't on the court, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, these players are out there. You said it last week, Jason, or last episode, I think. They can't just hold their hands every damn time they come down the court. You know what I'm saying? At some point, they're basketball players. They got to, you know, be able to figure some things out. So that's that. And then I'm looking around, and I'm like, well, who the hell else do I want to take a shot besides De'Aaron Fox? I don't want to give the ball to Rashawn Holmes. Harrison Barnes, um, I'll stall him out a little bit, you know, because he's coming off the Rona, but he's been god-awful. Uh, Buddy Hill, he went down the court, but you don't want to give him the ball. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich was doing his best John Starks. Uh, <laughs> who, else, who else do you want to have the ball? And the answer is nobody. They don't have another player that you can get the ball. And people want to sit up here with 30 seconds left in the game, run the flex offense, that's not how the NBA works. I'm sorry. Call it hero ball. Call it whatever you want to call it. That's not how things work in the NBA. In the NBA, you get your ball to your best playmakers, and they go and they make one-on-one moves and, and, and finish the game. At the right. very least, you get a, a pick-and-roll situation. But if you pick-and-roll with Sean Holmes, what you going to do? Just trap the air box, and then what? They don't have enough, Jason. It hit me like a ton of bricks. They don't have enough. Yeah, and to win a postseason type situation, you need your best players to show up. And the Kings' best players have not all shown up at the same time. I mean, you got two out of three games, De'Aaron, I think has been good. Uh, The whole team was trash against Orlando. Bogey had a good game one. Buddy ain't showed up yet. I know the numbers will look like Buddy showed up to a degree on Tuesday. He didn't. He hit a couple of threes and this shit was over already. It, he didn't, you know, yeah. he, had, he had four turnovers, bad turnovers. Like I said, a bad, to me, fouling a guy on a three to give them a three-point lead in overtime might as well be a turnover. Yeah. That was the game. I mean, you, you, just hit a, you just hit a three to go up three in overtime. Everything might be all right. And immediately, you foul a three-point shooter again. There's no excuse to foul a three-point shooter ever especially in that situation. And and they did it, like I said, at least three times, you know. And I, when I wrote my story, I looked at it, you know, I know people were saying, well, the, the free throw disparity, free throw disparity. My thing is, you got to account for a few bad calls during the game. That's going to happen. But some of the fouls the Kings committed were just silly. Like, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Was the, there, there was the one where Buddy, Bogey tried to run through a screen. Like, let's try to run through yeah. for it. Try to run through him. You can't do that. Or there was the one where. There was the one that, uh, where Harry just threw Porzingis down. And yeah. the, you know, trying to get position instead of moving his feet and just throw him down. I thought I thought the calls got crazy. Like, I thought it got real. 50 to 12 is pretty crazy. I thought that was a relatively physical game. And I don't know how it's 50 to 12. Um, so it got crazy. But at the same time, like you, like you just mentioned, there was a moment, especially in that second quarter, when the when the Kings it just got lazy defensively. They started hacking and reaching, and, mm. and they earned a lot of those fouls and got them yeah. penalty like that. Yeah, grabbing on screens, you know, just just bad fouls, just bad fouls. I mean, so, granted, some of the calls they got weren't good, weren't good, 
But, I mean, you don't get, you know, all season, this has been a thing for the Kings. They foul too much, and they don't get to the line. And they only Mm. shot 12 free throws, but let's be honest. In that fourth quarter, outside of De'Aaron, was anybody doing anything to try to get a free throw? I saw a lot of one-on-one trying to shoot contested jumpers. Settling, and as even and that, pointed that out, back to it, Jason. They can't. <laughs> they can't. Bogey can't get by his defender. Buddy can't get by his defender. Rashawn Holmes isn't that type of guy. Uh, the I mean, I, I don't even get me started. That if you if people want to tune in to hear me actually say something bad about Luke Walton, I'll say this. I don't know why Bielitsa saw the floor in the fourth quarter. I really don't. And then when Rashawn Holmes fouled out, why he went with Bielitsa instead of Harry, I just that, – I, I, Yeah, I don't know. But I can – my guess would be that Harry already had five fouls. And if they were playing small, you don't want they don't want Harry having to defend in space out on the floor because they know they're just going to run the action for Harry and foul him out. You know, that's – I mean, we don't get a chance to ask that just because of the way the Zooms are set up. You only get one question. And I wasn't going to use my one question on why didn't you use Harry in the last minute of the game? Because to me, that's not where the game was lost. But knowing how they think and knowing the staff a little bit, that's my hypothesis is that if 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 they're playing small, they don't have a true big out there. You don't want Harry chasing Kleba out there on the three-point line. You don't want him out there in that situation. I don't even know if I want to be a leader, though. Because once again, Luca and them went to the to the old faithful of pick on be a leader, and the mm-hmm. King once again let it happen. You know what I'm saying? That no, no, they're not fighting over the screen. And that's that's really not a knock on Corey because I thought this sounds stupid. I'm not, I, I understand that when a guy has 34, 20, and 10. But I thought Corey did about as good of a job as somebody can do on Luca. I, I didn't. I didn't think Luca dominated the game. That's why I was like really impressed and surprised with the numbers he ended up with. I don't feel like he dominated the game. He he controlled, you know, he was in control, you know what I mean? But I thought Corey did a good job on him, you know what I mean? For the most yeah. part. But I mean, as good as you can do it. Yeah, yeah, as good as you can do The elite again. Yeah, and they, cause they just don't, I mean, and I've been saying and I've been deemed the hater all year because I've been saying that for all the talk of this team's depth and talent, I don't think they're as deep as people make them out to be. And I don't know who you turn to in that situation. I thought in the third quarter when things got tight, De'Aaron did a good job of getting them back in some sets. But that's got to be a five-person situation where you know, okay, we can't have three, four bad possessions on offense. Right. Right. And then the crazy thing about it with, with all this, is De'Aaron Fox is, is playing really well and he's, he's scoring a lot, um, but he's not a thirty-point-per-game scorer. I don't believe. You know what I'm saying? And he's he's needing to score thirty points for these teams for these games to be competitive and for them to keep them in this game. In my opinion, he's more of what he you know what he was a twenty-point, seven, eight, maybe nine assist guy. But I mean, there's nobody else there knocking down shots. There's nobody else there. To, to take the load off of him offensively. And it just keeps coming back to it. They don't have enough. And there's a guy that's right back in Sacramento at this point who, you know, people wanted to talk bad about and say all kind of crazy stuff and whatever. Um, we sure could use his 17 and 10. You want to talk about 17 uh, 
offensive rebounds they gave up. I, I, I like to think he would have got a couple of defensive rebounds. Marvin Bagley, number 35. You know what I'm I saying? Like, yeah, like, some of them lobs throwing you, up, they were, they, were, they were just tragically bad lob attempts. I think Marvin catches a couple of those and throws them down. Yeah. Yeah. Could have used them. They need another player. They need another player. And, and I, don't, I hope it don't sound like no disrespect to those guys that were out there. Because for the most part, I don't think they played a bad game. They should have won it, and they 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 messed up and let it go. That's on them. But I don't think they played a terrible game. It was far cry from from Sunday. Now Kent Bazemore, he went out there and did, did great stuff off the bench. Um, but they they don't. They, you need another guy in those situations. Mm-hmm. And for the last two minutes, and for all of overtime, it was really just Fox. Please try and get to the bucket. Please try and score. And I mean, a, a team that has disappointed uh, Rick, Rick Carlisle team, they're going to – that's easy work for them. Yeah, and I know what Fox said after the game was that he feels like he took t- at least two bad shots in overtime and he should have did a better job of when the big was on him attacking more to to either get to the mm-hmm. hole or create because they didn't have a shot block rim for Zingas had fouled out. That was also yeah. a credit to Corey Joseph yeah. to foul him out the way he did by taking the yeah. charge. But – yeah, I think some of this, like I've said from the start of this thing, no matter what their result was, I believe they were going to learn so much from this experience. And I think the players are learning. I think the coaches are learning. I think the front office is learning. Okay. I mean, you see where your holes are. Yeah. You see, you see that, hey, we need another alpha male on the perimeter mm-hmm. to, to go with De'Aaron. I mean, I think De'Aaron's pretty clear he's an alpha male out there that, He's that he's got some dog on him in, in him, should I say? That that's to me that's clear. But where's the other guy? Where's the other guy? You know, you yeah. know. I know Bogey has it in him, but Bogey that I don't know if he, he can be. He can't be your number two. Mm-hmm. He's showing himself right now to be um, a backup shooting guard in this league. That's he'd, he'd be a damn good one, but he's a backup shooting guard, and they were relying on him to score. Like seventeen points a game right now. That's he's miscast in that role. Yeah, and if you talk to people around the league, whether it be coaches or scouts, a lot of them will tell you that they think Bogey is best as a six man, but they also believe Buddy is best as a six man. You also believe they mm-hmm. also believe Bealisa should be coming off the bench. So you you look at it. So it's just a matter of you don't have an you don't have enough, and you you don't have enough to overcome fundamental errors. You know, when you're in their situation with their roster, they can beat anybody. They mean they've proven they can, but you can't win those games when you have when when you're letting a guy get a rebound between three of your players. You can't win those games yeah. when you're repeatedly fouling three point shooters. You can't win those games yeah. when you're not boxing out or you're not you know running a system because when you don't have dominant superstars, you know I watched the uh, Portland. Uh, Rockets game, they can get away with some bad sets because they can just get a ball to Dame or CJ and say, make something happen. Or, hey, right. Russ, James, or make something happen. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't have guys who get to the line. You know, outside, like I said, outside of De'Aaron, who's going to do I think, and that's where you also miss a guy like Marvin because Marvin would get fouled. Because when a guy goes up to the rim with that type of explosion, he's going to get fouled. And at least that gets you in the penalty earlier, and maybe then other guys want to attack and get some contact. So, 
I mean, this is this is this is this is tough because I know people are disappointed with the loss, but I don't. To me, I thought they gave all they had, but this is just who they are. And when you're right. a team like them, I mean, people forget. They, they people say, well, they're too talented. This team is what eleven games under five hundred. Let's be realistic. This is not. This right. is not the Bucks or the Lakers struggling. This is a, they they were they're they're in their position in the standings for a reason because teams with this record do things like this. <laughs> you you don't get you don't get eleven games five under five hundred because you're just so flawless. You have flaws and you can't overcome those flaws when you commit the kind of mistakes the Kings committed. Yep, and that's you know that's that's just what it is. And like I keep saying. Hit me like a ton of brooks today when I just watched him and I was like, offensively, where 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 are we gonna go? You know, where where would I even feel comfortable going right now outside of De'Aaron Fox? And and it wasn't there. So you know, Jason, I, like I said, nobody wants to hear it in Sacramento, or you know, fans don't want to hear it, or whatever the case may be. But I agree with you, and that doesn't mean that you know it doesn't suck that they're not winning these games and they probably won't make the playoffs uh, for the 14th consecutive season. That doesn't feel good at all. But you're getting this experience. You're getting um, this, this, hard, this hard, hard, hardcore education on another level of basketball, possible playoff basketball. And you see, like you said, where your holes are, what you have to fill in, who you have. And, um, you know, you, you try to build on that. Come back next year. I mean, I know they got five games left, but come back next year and learn from this experience. People hated that, you know, Luke said that the other day. Um, and, you know, look, I get it, whatever, but he's he's right in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is an important experience and step for this team and for this franchise, for the people that they have right now. And, um, man, got five games left, man. De'Aaron said the same thing today. De'Aaron said the same thing. De'Aaron said, you know what? We still got a chance. And even if we're losing games, we can build momentum. And by getting to the bubble, they've gained, what, over a month of practice? You know, a month of working on these situations. And I know everyone's – you can't put the burden of 13, 14 years of missing the playoffs on just this group. I mean, that covers three GMs two ownership groups, and I think at least seven coaches. <laughs> so right. Right. you can't put all that on these guys. I mean, Luke ain't never missed the playoffs with this team. <laughs> yeah. So you can't put, you, you know, you, you can't, you, I think you, you got to look at, you, you got to judge this group for what it is. This is a group where, even, you know, where in terms of the problems they had on the court, these are the same problems they had last season. And you probably the year before that, in terms of fouling too much, giving up straight line drive. You know, these are just, these are these are consistent problems, regardless of who's been coaching them. And I'm not absolving Luke Walton in, in any way and saying that he has no part in this. But you also have a coach who's never been in this situation. And mm-hmm. you look at who he's going against. He's going against Popovich, Steve Clifford, who's vastly I think underrated as a coach, and he went against yeah. coach. Rick Carlisle. So you got two championship coaches who have won as head guys, and like I said Clifford, who's a hell of a coach. So I think Luke is learning. I think maybe, maybe Luke is getting schooled in some ways, but that's not a bad thing. And 
Yeah, I just I think for the for the health of the franchise, this is a good this is good, you know, because like I said, like Furious Style said, you gonna learn, you you gonna learn, <laughs> and they need to yeah. learn. And I don't I don't see that as a bad thing. I'm not being a a Vlade apologist or a Luke apologist or giving the players a break for not playing well, but you've got to learn these things, and they've right. never been through it before. You know, they've never you know. They've never had a pressure game, you know, because pretty much even right. all the game-winning shots they've had in games like that, those are all games they weren't supposed to win. <laughs> so there's no pressure. I think even even Dave Eggers used to say that. Yeah, he's the Dave used to say there's no pressure on these guys. Yeah, they hit some game-winning shots, but hell, we're 20 games under 500. Who cares? That ain't pressure. Right. This was pressure. Look, it it, it, uh, it comes down. It comes down to this sometimes, you know what I mean? What they say on uh, on the jump, it's, it's a make-or-miss league. And De'Aaron Fox had his shot, missed it. Devin Booker had his shot, went in. Simple as that. Both, yeah. I would even say Devin Booker had, you know, a, a, a tougher look, you know what I'm saying? Or De'Aaron Fox had a clean look. But if, if those roles are reversed, all of the things that we've talked about for – this game and this whole Orlando thing. If Fox goes in and Booker goes out, we're having a completely different post game show. Completely. Mm-hmm. That's just if that, if that last shot, shot, yeah, that last shot goes in for Fox at the end of regulation. He's a hero. What a great leader. You know, he's showing what he. You know, it's a whole different. This is, we're singing a whole different tune. You know, it's like, oh man, we're still in it. You know, Memphis lost. Jaron Jackson is out. We we got a chance hey, still. Jackson, man, hold your head up, man. Yeah, that's a tough blow for them. I mean, to lose and that's a good, you know good player. So yeah, it's but I think you know I I just I I like what the way De'Aaron and Bays are talking about keeping you know and I know you don't know, people don't want to hear it, but the big picture does matter for this group. I mean, I know people came into the season saying it's playoffs or bust. This was not a playoff team. <laughs> it, I mean, this be this. This is not a playoff team, and I mean, for God's sake, the free their biggest free agent got benched by Game Five. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just look at that. They had to bench Dwayne Dedman by Game Five. Marvin Bagley got hurt Game One. De'Aaron Fox got hurt in November. Bogey missed time. Rich, I mean. Take it all into consideration and just say, you know what? You know, and I think I, I know I had retweeted on Bays that tweeted because basically someone called the team an embarrassment to the city. I'm like, oh, come on now. And he basically said, if you're going to be a bandwagon person, you can go shut, just shut, just shut up, you know. You know, I'm like, yeah. and, and people talking about, y'all, y'all, uh, y'all, y'all got to calm down. Y'all got to stop this, man. Yeah, everybody micromanaging their <laughs> social stop, media. Man. We got to stop this kid. Yeah, you know, talking about well, why somebody said why did De'Aaron tweet about raising canes when they when they're zero three? Oh, give give me a fucking break. He can't be hungry. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> I mean, people. Oh, I, I mean, and, and I've and I've said it. There's a reason why when people say that the worst type of story I'm ever been assigned is go ask the people what they think because that's what you get. You get stuff like. Why are you why are you talking about food when you lost? Good God. I mean Absolutely God. Crazy. You know, and you know, maybe it's come off like yeah, I, I don't know what to do with this, but you know, 
I still say they got five games. They got five more games to get better. I mean, I'm looking at Phoenix. Phoenix is, is getting better. If they don't get in, still, they're still a, they'll be a better team for this, and the Kings can still be a better team for this. If they continue, if they if they start every game the way they started against the, the Mavs, and and work on maintaining that constantly, I think they'll be a better team going into the next season. If they don't allow themselves to get de- to get defeated by the situation and learn from these mistakes, because you, what, to me, what you're seeing is a bunch of guys who have never been through this before, you know. And like I said, Harrison's getting over being sick, you know, or you know he was asymptomatic, but he still missed what three plus weeks. And, right. Her- and you know, I know Harrison has championship uh, experience, but Harrison was not the number one guy on those teams. Right. And that's no diss to Harrison, but you don't have a dominant number one guy out there. I think De'Aaron can become that guy, but he's learning it still. He's learning. And I think maybe as soon as the next game, let a big keep switching on him. I don't think he's settling for the jumper. He's going right at that guy. I think he I think De'Aaron's gonna I think De'Aaron's gonna learn from that. Like, hey, I can't, you know, I I wanna get my mid range going, but let me put that guy on skates before I do that. And right. if he's not on skates, I can get by anybody in the league. Make them foul me, you know. So I think I think they're going to learn from this. Oh, I'd love to see it, man. I'd love to see it five games. You know, I want to see them win, you know, two or three of these games um, and, and finish strong and use that, you know, this time as momentum. So that's what I'm looking for, Jason. Right now, man, I'm going to go back to recording this album like my man Shine did. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm you know. I'm recording it all on the. Uh, somebody else did an um, album like this too. I forgot who it was. Maybe Sugar Free or somebody else has dropped some verses from while locked up. You know, you know. I mean, I've, I've seen I've seen this before. It was like live from it was it was somebody locked up in California because it was a California prison. You know, you listen to the rap, you get that yeah. beep. You know, this is a call from a state correctional facility. Drop it at midnight. You guys check it out, man. Yeah, I'm a. I'm gonna do that. The Kings got a game on Thursday. We gonna we're gonna be here. Zion in the building and everything. So we're gonna be mm-hmm. here for that, man. And uh, yeah, man, it's just one game at a time, man. Finish this bubble strong. That's all you can say about yeah. that. Yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah. All right, man. J Street vibes. You know the vibes, man. Post game show. Kings fall to the Mavericks. What was it? One fourteen, one ten. Was that the yeah. final score? Yeah. Yeah, that was the final score in overtime, you know, and you're hearing this on the Be Heard platform. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Be Heard. Shout out to Damian Barling. And uh, shout out to my man, Big Rob, the producer, man. Yeah. Yeah, always, yeah. Good win for the A's. Good win for the Dodgers today. We're happy people. Well, you know, it's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Y'all be good out there. We'll be back to you very soon this week, you know. Don't consume too much, you know, brown liquor over the Kings. You know, it's going to, I would love to tell you it's going to be all right. I can't promise you that, but it could be worse. It could be worse. Trust me. It could be, I'm not going to start calling out names, but it could be worse. So, y'all be good out there. Keep from Compton said, man, we're going to be all right. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) All right, y'all. Y'all be good. Kenny Caraway. Jason Jones. Yeah. Peace.